Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Birdie num num. Alright, what's up ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Birdie Num Num Podcast. BNN, hope you're having a good week. I am having a good week. Once again, trying out video. So if you are listening on the audio version of the podcast on whatever platform you so desire, Google or Spotify or iTunes or whatever it's called, podcasts, and you want to listen to the video, please go on to the Birdie Num Num YouTube channel. And I did just say listen to the video. What I mean by that is watch the video unless you have one of those YouTube premium thingies where you can listen while it's minimized. Um, but hello, everybody. Hello. How you doing? How's it going? Uh, this is going to be a long one, folks, because I have crowdsourced the questions for today's podcast, because this, even though I am married, this topic is something that is near and dear to my heart always, and I love talking about it. Grain of salt, I am not a qualified relationship guru. I am not a qualified relationship therapist um, or psychiatrist. I still never know the difference, even though I have Googled it a thousand times. Um, but this is going to be about dating, dating in India, hashtag dating in India, all about dating. I have asked you guys questions you want me to talk about because I am not as close to the dating scene anymore, but I have plenty of things to say about it. And with that note, getting straight to it, getting straight to the reason you clicked because a user wants to be able to know what they're watching right away because there are high CTRs and high engagement metrics that we must do. Um, <laughs> I like how I'm saying that consciously getting straight to it. I asked you guys and a lot of you messaged me. I got at least 20 messages and by that I mean 15, but I'm exaggerating. So it looks better, but I got about 15 messages from you guys. I'm going to talk about the three or four that I've picked that you want to talk to me about relationships. Question number one, number one on the podcast, as I am already sweating is going through your first ever relationship. Now, if this is not for you, feel free to skip on. But question number one and going through your first ever relationship and specifically about that is when you grow up and, you know, you are trying to find a girlfriend or a boyfriend um, and you are trying to figure it out, you get used to a certain level of life. You get used to doing things on your own. And the question specifically is, number one, um, from being single to basically getting used to being in a relationship. I'm going to rephrase that, getting used to being single and then having to adapt to a relationship because that, in my experience, is the big one. You know, you are so used to waking up and faffing, faffing is my favorite word, faffing on your phone for about 10, 15 minutes, then going out, getting a drink of water, having coffee. For example, in my own life, and this is going to be disgusting for some of you, but, uh, you know, I'm sorry, we have an open, an honest open dialogue here. So I personally... And I know a lot of you are going to roll your eyes at this. I get up, have my coffee, have my breakfast, the eggs, whatever it is. And then, and then I go brush my teeth before I go out for the day. Nice and fresh with some Listerine. By the way, I, I don't know who these people are who don't use mouthwash, but you're insane if you don't use mouthwash. It's delicious. And it's such a simple hack to having good breath. Uh, so use your mouthwash, folks. Um, but I will eat and then brush my teeth. And then I'll go through the day. Then when I get home, my wife and I fight about this. Not fight, but we kind of, you know, she gets really mad at me for this. Then I want to have my dinner. And then before bed, I want to brush my teeth. And she'll be like, go brush your teeth, then have dinner. And I'll be like, that's disgusting. Because then all my dinner that I'm so like starving and waiting for is going to be all tasting like Patanjali brand charcoal toothpaste, which 
I love how white people now are like paying $9 for a toothpaste that has charcoal on it when we've been doing that for years, which also seems ironic to use charcoal, but different topic, different podcast. But honestly, guys and girls, whether you're 21, 31, in your first relationship, you get used to a certain way of living when you're younger um, you and you think it's the right way. Yet at the same time, you are out there trying to tell yourself I need to find somebody. And you know you've heard these things about relationships or about compromise. You know why it's about compromise? It's not about if she's a psycho, get used to it. That's not the compromise. If she's a psycho or he's a psycho, get out of there. But the real compromise is just like with your family, the fact that you get used to your brother playing the TV too loud or your mom lighting incense all over the house and setting off the smoke detectors you got to get used to having a partner who are going to have their own quips and quirks. And you can get upset about things. I pee on the seat and I forget. And I know that sometimes you're in a rush and you just don't realize that, you, that you know, that there was some leftover dribble. Like, there was some leftover dribble, you know. But um, it's about recognizing and respecting, you know, the stuff that the other person is going to have to deal with. And my biggest thing I want to tell you to, um, you know, a lot of people say, uh why don't I like this person or they annoy me or how come I can't change them or why can't I change? It's not about liking the person or changing for the person. It's a lot more simpler than that. And I think it's about respecting the person. And a lot of times you will see guys who have girls and they go for the trophy girl yet professionally, maybe that girl does something that that guy doesn't really admire, you know, whether it's and it, and vice versa, right? Maybe the girl is an investment banker at Goldman Sachs and, you know, her guy is like a social media dude for like a beer company, yet she'll never look at him on the same level as her career or whatever. And that ultimately means there's no respect. And if there's no respect, you're not going to want to put the dishes where your partner says, or if your partner's complaining about the bathroom being dirty, you don't respect them. So you're never, ever going to take it seriously. And I know it's kind of a weird pill to swallow. And some of you a lot younger may not realize this. So maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but Number one, you need to know the honeymoon phase, all the sex, all the like, you know, keeping your hands off each other, all the like crazy text messages, all the I miss you, I miss you. I mean, how many times can you miss somebody? You know, um, all of that stuff by no fault of your own. You're not alone. It happens to everyone. Contrary to what you hear about, he was 95 and, and he woke up every morning and kissed her on the cheek. You know why he did that every morning? Because he didn't want to fight the rest of the day. So it's easy to do that every morning just to kind of get it over with. But the honeymoon phase will fizzle. And that's where the real love begins, folks. Like as cheesy as it sounds, the honeymoon phase is great and you can rekindle that here and there the same way, you know, you might have days of excitement at your job. You know, you might stay at your job for 20 years, 30 years, but you may not love every day, but there are times where you feel like, wow, it's like, it's like my first day as a consultant that that presentation made me feel alive again. Or, you know, a cricket player may not be 21 again. You might be 45 on the field, but maybe throughout all the boring matches and the lame hotel rooms, randomly, he has those moments of, I don't know what the big word I'm trying to use here is like those moments of excitement. And with relationships, it's the same thing. So for those of you going through your first relationships, um, you know, and my, my biggest advice not to beat a dead horse or not to like act all old and jaded, but you will not have enjoyed those first one month, three months, six months of the honeymoon phase. Um, live it up, you know. So many couples do this and I know it's really against what you hear a lot. And I'm not saying ignore them or play hard to get or try to act cool, but so many couples 
throw everything into it and they spend every waking second together for those first six months. And then they wake up all of a sudden they're like, Ugh, I hate you. Or like, Ugh, all these things do bother me. You're peeing on the seat or you don't shower or you don't brush your teeth or whatever. And I was willing to overlook it, but Ugh, I just can't stand it. And my point to survive your first six months in a relationship, survive is not a freaking like war zone. But my point to make it fruitful and to not have it go down a rabbit hole is number one, recognize the honeymoon phase is going to be over. Number two, make sure you actually do respect the person and you're not, you know, uh, diluting, alluding. I don't know what the word is. You're not in uh damn, like, you know, you're not uh, kidding yourself. Basically, I'm dumbing down my own vocabulary here. Uh, you're not kidding yourself that, oh, you know, yeah, she a lot of times in relationships, people ignore warning signs, whether it's for me, it's like if a girl is rude to a waiter. Uh, or even like, you know, screaming at, at something early on into a relationship, I'll be like, uh oh, this is probably not something that's going to go away. And they probably are this way or they treat people a certain way or wow, they are getting mad about who added me on Facebook or whatever. This is probably not going to be healthy. And I'm not saying like, oh, everything is perfect and I'm perfect. But number three, don't ignore warning signs. So you've been alone your whole life. You're finally excited. Somebody is willing to touch you. You know, somebody's willing to spend time with you. Somebody loves you. Um, but if they come at you strong and you feel like things are a bit not where they should be or doesn't feel right, uh, I would say that feeling in 80 to 90% of the time is pretty accurate. You know, Malcolm Gladwell, Galdwell said in Blink, that lovely book, that was a great New York Times bestselling coffee table read that 95% of first impressions are generally true and stereotypes as bad as the stereotype is about stereotypes. Stereotypes are actually generally, you know, popular for a reason because people are that way. You know, I mean, I'm not saying all of them, but, uh, you know, they've existed for that reason just for that point. Right. So otherwise they wouldn't be a stereotype by definition. So if you, in your heart of hearts, in your first six months of a relationship are kind of wondering, like, wow, this is not the Cinderella feeling I thought, or wow, we are fighting a lot more than I thought, or wow, um, you know, am I being a little bitch here or should I push through it? Or am I bailing when the going gets tough? Cause that's the one thing when someone is clinging on to a relationship, whether it's the guy or the girl, they're like, it's getting hard now. You're not going to fight for us. Um, but why is it being so hard in the first place? You know, uh, I'm not saying find somebody who likes that you don't brush your teeth or find somebody who likes that you make a mess or find somebody who likes that uh, you sit on your phone all day because that's not healthy either. Your partner needs time and attention, both guys and girls. Um, but make sure that uh, it's basically in a nutshell, it's way less effort than your Sorry, let me rephrase this properly. Make sure you're getting way more out of it than you're putting in. If you're fighting all the time and you're only having, you know, two days out of seven where it's peaceful, or if you're walking on eggshells with your partner constantly, or my favorite, uh, a comedian friend of mine, he did this joke where he's like, I know I'm in a relationship now because my girl will call me and I'll be like, shit. <laughs> that to me is like the funniest, funniest joke. I don't know why, but if you look at your phone and you see your girlfriend or boyfriend calling and you're stressed out, before you even, before you even spoken, um, that's probably not a good sign, even for your first relationship. And to the youngs, the youngsters, just remember, if you are in a relationship and it's your first one, and I hate to give you this bitter truth, but if it's your first relationship, it's probably not going to be the one, um, that you're going to end up being in for the long term. I'm not saying it couldn't. 
I'm just saying there's a very high likelihood in today's modern dating scene where, you know, most people have one, two, three relationships before uh, they, they settle in on, on uh, before they settle in on the main person. Just be mindful of that. And I've talked about how to deal with breakups in other videos, but just remember that's okay. We've all been there. We've all been 25, 28, 30, 35, starting over again and been like, shit, man, my life is over. It's not over. Because if you do end something and if your first relationship is very stressful, if your first relationship does feel very stressful, just remember, bro, you're going to come out there swinging because you've been, you've been through the deep end. You know, you're going to be like, you're going to have so much equipment and experience, uh, to navigate. I always say this in a lot of my videos that, you know, a relationship may not teach you what you want, but it will definitely teach you what you don't want. A bad relationship, especially will teach you what you don't want. And, you don't want somebody who's going to like grovel at your feet and make food for you while you just become a lazy piece of shit. But you also don't want somebody who are more trouble than they're worth. So as you go through your first relationship, remember that. And to the lazy guys and girls who like being on their phone, like being alone, like being introverted, which a lot of you messaged me about, um, you got to suck it up too, man. Like I wish in, even in my career, you know, as things are going well, videos or podcasts, but sometimes they don't go well. Or, you know, one thing I learned early on with stand-up comedy and YouTube is you can make a million views or 10 million views on a video on Monday. The next Monday, nobody gives a shit, bro. You did not arrive. Your life is not sorted now. You constantly got to be reinventing the wheel because people keep doing this shit over and over and they're like, next, next, next. So just like in that case where I wish I had somebody shaking me like, you got to work harder. You got to compromise. You also, yeah, you got to brush your teeth. That's disgusting, you know? Um, just like I wish we all need that wake up call and our mothers, Indian mothers, especially may not always do it for us. If your partner is trying to, you know, improve you, if your partner is trying to improve you, but not change you, that's a good thing. And if they're trying to make you a better person and be, you know, your full capacity and reach your full potential, and then you're trying to break up with them, eh, you got to like, it takes a strong and intelligent human being to see that differentiation but I think you can do it. So long story short for the first point about surviving uh, your first. Re- okay. Long story short about your first relationship. If you're trying to survive it, you probably just want to get out of there because this is not Kiefer Sutherland in the designated survivor, which is a great show on Netflix. I started watching it, um, but it shouldn't be more trouble than it's worth. You know, it shouldn't be like, wow, they've just been through so much, so much together, you know, and they came out and they still came out strong. Nah, dude. I mean, it's not a fairy tale and me and my wife fight, but I, I, I feel so lucky that I have her. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel so lucky that I found somebody and that I feel I ended up on top, even though when I was 31, 32, I was literally no prospects, nothing. And just thinking like, wow, I'm going to be single forever. So uh, trust me, you guys, it does and it can happen, but you really got to get put through the ringer and you got to know what you don't want. You know, you got to learn that you also have room to improve. And then I think if you know all those things, your first relationship, if I knew all these things at 22, that in six months is going to be a lot worse for everybody than it is on the first month. All of those little annoying habits that I found cute initially are actually going to be very annoying later. Um, and the warning signs you can't really ignore. You shouldn't speak up right away, but you should be mindful of them. And... It gets better with time. And I am also a catch. She is also a catch. We may not be right for each other, but we'll, we'll both be right for somebody, whether or not you are with that person forever or not. 
I'm just saying if you're aware of all these things, you will not settle. You will find somebody right and you will not survive your first relationship, but celebrate your first relationship. So that is that is it for point one on your first relationships. Woo! I am sweating. Oh, goodness. Second question. Second question that you guys have asked me. Okay. Um, hmm. Question number two. People don't tell that they're not interested in dating you. Uh, they kind of just keep you hanging. <laughs> oh, 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 my sub. Yes. This is the game of love. And this is the age of social media. Social. What is with my vocabulary today? The age of social media and Tinder and dating and attention deficit disorder and everybody being so connected. Yet we've never been further apart. And ha. Huh, how do I answer this? All right. And I'm going to combine two questions here. Somebody else asked me, has Tinder changed the way we view relationships? And number two, people don't tell you they are, they're not interested in dating you. They just keep you hanging. We are all guilty. I am guilty. You are guilty. Everybody operates at a certain level. I did some research on Tinder for a joke that I'm writing on stage. Tinder has a score that they give you. They'll never tell you the score. It's called an ELO score or an ENO score. I'm trying to get the CEO of Tinder on this podcast. She did respond to my email, pushed me off to somebody else because she is, you know, busy with some personal matters. But if you know anybody at Tinder, please tell them to come on the show. We want to have a candid discussion, honest, not a commercial, but an honest discussion about dating. But Tinder has a score where they bracket you internally, just like Uber gives you a score. Tinder has a score where they actually tell you based on how many people stop on your profile, how many people zoom in on your photos, spend time viewing your data, whatever. Are you an 8 out of 10, a 7 out of 10, a 9 out of 10, a 10 out of 10, a 1 out of 10? Oof. I don't want to know my score. I'm not on Tinder. All right. If my wife is watching, <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not on Tinder, but, uh, it's awkward that I laughed for some reason, but, um, I'm not on it. But my thing about Tinder is they bracket you and they put you in ranges, you know, eight to 10, you know, five to six, five to seven. And, you know, I read something the other day that, and I'm going to answer the question I'm getting to. I'm just giving you guys a bit of context that, you know, in corporate feedbacks, and this was another podcast I heard, uh, a lot of times I think Jack Welsh, one of these CEOs, when he was asking his managers to rate their subordinates, he would tell them, you got to give them a score out of 10, but it can't be seven. Okay. And by that, the point I'm trying to tell you, when you take away seven, seven is a safe number, right? So anybody generally, if I have a good employee and, and a bad employee, most likely, I feel eight is too strong because they're not that great. They're just doing their job fine. Uh, and seven is a safe number, but six is taking a stand that they might not be that great. And most people, when they have the opportunity to give a seven over a six, will give a seven because seven is safe. It's easy because um, we don't want to hurt the person's feelings and give them a six. Yet we don't want to give them an eight and incorrectly promote somebody who may not be that you know good. But when you take away seven you make people make a firm decision. And with Tinder, for example, or Bumble or OkCupid or whatever the apps are now, um, you know, the ability to just ignore them and say you got busy on your phone and the ability to just swipe left so they never know if you liked them or not, because maybe they never even saw your photo, right? That's the easy cop-out, is the equivalent of giving somebody a seven. And I feel like uh, with that, you know, with 
sorry, man, I was so busy. Work has been crazy. As I said on my other podcast, work has been crazy. People always talk about that. It's bullshit. You got free time. If a guy or a girl is telling you, sorry, dude, work has been crazy. Yet, you know what's crazy? All of us on social media, because all of us know when we are dating somebody, they didn't answer my message, yet they're updating their Instagram story, or they've tweeted something, or they didn't answer my message, or they said they were so busy, yet they've liked this really hot guy's comment with a six pack. And I've looked at his 900 comments and I've seen her comments out of all 900. Cause yeah, I have that kind of time. You know, I've like actually expanded to see all 900 people who like this photo. Whoa. I think an eagle just like dived. It's crazy. Was that a honeycomb or an eagle? It was freaking freaky. It was a sign. Um, but that's how crazy we are. And it is frustrating, dude. So my advice to anybody who is getting strung along by someone, whether or not you sent a message to them, whether or not you went on a date with them, whether or not you guys hooked up and they're ghosting, ghosting you, you know, or whatever the case may be. Yes, you are right. People do not take a firm stand anymore because people generally are, pardon my French, chicken shits these days to have confrontation. So honestly, that is the world we live in. How many times have, you know, all of us back to the Tinder bracket score, all of us are in brackets, right? Let's assume I'm a six or a seven out of 10, right? If I match with a three out of 10, cause I'm bored and we're like, you know, we have a date or whatever. And then I'm just not interested because they're not my type or I, you know, and it's okay to say you're not attracted to somebody. You guys, if you can't say you're not attracted to somebody, you're also part of the problem. This is some real talk. Um, but if you're worried about why people are ignoring you, maybe they're not attracted to you just like you weren't attracted to that other guy or girl right but you don't want to say anything it just keeps going everyone just keeps passing the buck so honesty is honestly super honesty is honestly super appreciated i have a friend of mine okay a good buddy a good friend of mine who's on all the apps and killing it and every week you know as a married guy you still like to hear your friend's stories just out of like not like please please tell me what's happening out there but just like you know it's interesting because he is the single dude who's above 35 who's out there and dude after 30 it is a freaking war zone let me tell you these people are hooking up left and right um and so he'll tell me all his like fun tinder stories or whatever and he was telling me he was like yeah dude it was so weird um, I went out with this girl, you know, this really hot white chick, as the brown guys say in America. And uh, we went on a date and we kind of made out a little. And then um, the next day she just messaged me back like, yeah, I'm just not really attracted to you. So I don't see a future with this. So anyways, take care. If you, if you need anything, let me know. And I was like, Ugh, ouch, bro. I was like, number one, I was like, ouch. But I was like, number two, yes, dude. Yes, yes, yes. Slow clap, slow clap for this girl. You know, everyone is just so scared with these, uh, you know, participation trophies and not telling somebody, dude, you can't be a winner without somebody being a loser, right? And I wish more people would be honest about why they are ghosting or not interested in somebody. And that's fine. You know, there's no, uh, the game of love, the war of love is brutal. Um, but rather than just ignoring somebody, be honest about it. Be like, hey, I don't see a future here. Or, hey, I'm not interested. Or, hey, e even if you pull the, hey, I just got out of something and I'm just not ready, but thank you. Or, hey, I just don't see any chemistry between us. Do it. Pull that Band-Aid off. Because what's worse is making the other person wait and wonder. Let them think you're an asshole. Let them think, oh, who do you think you are? You think you're a 7 out of 10? I was settling for you. Let all that shit happen. But at least the mystery is gone. So I feel we are all guilty 
Everybody is operating in their own buckets. Nobody wants to hurt the other person's feelings, but you're doing a lot more by not pulling off that bandit. You're not letting the wound heal properly. And I think tough love is what we need on dating. I mean, Tinder, Bumble, whoever, if you're listening, make it a feature where they can politely say, not interested in you anymore. Thank you. And, you know, close it off there and, you know, get angry. But that's what you sign up for. So I know it's a tough pill to swallow, but if if somebody is not interested in you after you've given them everything, you know, emotionally or physically, after you put yourself out there, get over it. It happens. It makes you a stronger person. We've all been there. I've been called ugly. I've been called an asshole. I've been called fat. I've been called unfit, whatever. It's fine. All right. Do it. Treat it as something. Treat it as something that'll make you stronger and get that revenge, bro. Go to the gym, pump those weights, you know, oh, I'll make her, I'll make her sorry. Like whatever, do it good. You know, I feel like a lot of people don't realize when somebody hurts them and they look back on it a year later or six years later or a month. And it, trust me, it's not easy. Uh, we can make a whole other podcast on dealing with that whole depression and anxiety and all, but um, it's normal, dude. So stop giving yourself a pity party. Stop acting like you're the only one who's been there. Uh, it sucks and I know it and I hope I'm never there again with like, you know, uh, these sorts of like heartbreaks and stuff, but it's fine. And I swear to you guys, treat it as such. And if you do that, things will be fine. Oh shit. My video stopped recording. All right. <laughs> wow. I was so into it. My, uh, point stopped recording on point two. So I don't know where it cut out, but we are back on the video. The audio should still be going. I use the Zoom H4N recorder, which I love. Anybody who's been asking me about my gear for my podcast, I am using an 11 year old recorder called the Zoom H4N. Here's the thing I love about Indian people, my friends included, mainly my friends. Anytime they want to start a podcast, I mean, this has nothing to do with dating, so skip for the next 30 seconds if you want. But anytime they want to start making YouTube videos or podcasts, they're like, dude, which camera should I buy? Megapixel, megapixels, bro. 30 megapixel, 20 megapixel, 100 megapixel. It's like, dude, just start. I'm using an 11-year-old recorder and a 7-year-old camera, and it comes out fine, all right? Uh, so it's not the gear. It's how you. It's not what you got. It's how you use it. Um, but buying all that gear, there was a term I heard called gas gear acquisition syndrome. A lot of stuff about I need to buy the best camera or the best mic. That's just a form of resistance because you're too scared to start making stuff. And on that note about being too scared, uh, I want to say the third and final question that uh, I know a lot of you message me. I will get to the other questions. If I did not in this episode, please send me those messages again. Remind me so I can filter through the screenshots and your messages on top because I will get to it on the next Dating India podcast. The third one. I want to talk about, okay? The third one I want to talk about is being so negative about relationships and going to combine this about being single and being picky and waiting for the perfect person to come along, all right? (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gents, dude, there is a great... uh, There is a fantastic... I really like these meme pages because, dude, no matter... This is why it's so depressing to be a stand-up comedian or a comedian in general. You will never be as funny as the comments on Reddit or the memes that pop up from somebody who's like an accountant at KPMG sitting in Tennessee because that meme is like their life's work. You know what I mean? That's like 35 years of humor pent up into one funny meme about not wanting to go out and party, but just sit at home with your wine and your cats. Okay, Sharon or Susan or whatever those memes are now. Um... But you will never be as funny as that on a day-to-day basis. You can try, 
Um, but the internet is just so much funnier and it's so depressing as a comic because to answer the third point about why are people so negative about relationships and dating in general and also being single and being picky. Okay. There's a funny Instagram handle I like called, uh, I think it's my therapist says or shit my therapist says or something like that. And dude, these memes are hilarious. And a lot of them have to do about, or, ha- or a lot of them are about like girls who are just so proud of being single or like F me going to the gym. Like he'll just have to wait or like me and my bestie when we're 95 drinking wine, complaining about men and how we never got married. Really, dude? I mean, it's funny. Um, and I agree with you and I will laugh at that meme, but is that the life you want? Like, do you really want to be 98, you know, drinking mimosas, uh, at a retirement home complaining about how men are trash or women are trash or whatever the meme is? Is that really what you want? Um, and I'm not saying relationships are for everybody. Uh, there are plenty of people like my friend I talked about earlier, who's constantly on the Tinder, Bumble, okay, Cupid scene. Um, it's fine if you want to be single. It's fine if you don't want to have kids. It's fine if you're one of those couples who are like, we just don't believe in the institution of marriage. You know, that's fine. For sure, dude. I'm all about it. But only if you're honest about why you are that way. You know, generally with memes and I am there as well, you know, when they say you want to work out, but the burrito is just too good. Or, you know, my new year's resolution, me, me on Jan 1st and like work out me on Jan 31st, like burrito and like, ha ha ha, 80,000 likes. Amazing. Yes. I get it, dude. For sure. I also yo-yo with weight. I also had a tough time on the dating scene. I also, you know, struggle with comedy with my career when I was working in IT, being an engineer, yada, 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 yada. And memes are hilarious. They are here to stay. They're not going anywhere, anywhere as we approach minute 30. Um, but when you kind of celebrate that, here Sanjay Comedy gets serious. Um, when you celebrate the failures and you celebrate that relationships is a sucks or relationships are terrible, um, you're kind of not confronting it head on, dude. And Again, relationships are not for everybody. And yes, the honeymoon period does end, but they are amazing if you can get to that space. And yes, it takes work. And yes, it's not all what you see in the memes. But now, especially, dude, you know, I'm in my 30s. I just turned 30 four or five, six years ago. Um, And I don't want to be at bars all the time. You know, I don't take pleasure in getting shit faced all the time. I love my booze. I'm on day 62 without alcohol, but man, I really want to drink. Um, and 15 days, no sugar, by the way, which is miserable and 35 days, no cigarettes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, did somebody clap or was that me? Okay. Um, all that stuff is fine that you like getting smashed and you like being single or that nobody really deserves your best self or nobody knows how awesome you are, Sharon, or, you know, Divya or whatever. I hate, I hate when these Indian BuzzFeed meme pages just copy the American meme and just like change the name. Like, okay, like, okay, like, uh, not Sharon. What was I going to say? Okay. Like Sangeeta, whatever. Um, no, you just copied the content anyways. Um, but With all that, you need to stop celebrating failure and stop ignoring it and stop saying like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Wait, okay. Don't not celebrate failure, but don't glorify failure. Put it that way. It's okay to fail. It's okay to struggle in the dating scene. It's okay to make fun of the fact that you got rejected by that guy or a girl or again, or again, yet again, some guy ghosted you or some girl ghosted you. It's fine. 
and it's an, it's a nice day. To, it's a nice way to deal with the pain. But when you take it too far, when you say all men are trash or all women are hungry for this or, or trash or whatever, or um, you don't really confront the issue head on, that's short. You know, your friend had a baby and got married at 24. How could you? She wasted her life. Did she? If that's what she wanted, good for her. You know, me and all my friends, when one of our friends got married at 25, we were like, what are you doing, bro? So stupid. Like, oh, you're wasting your time. And you know what we did from 25 to 30? We sat at bars wasting our money. And I kid you not, nobody met their significant other. Nobody changed their life on those hundreds of thousands of dollars we all spent Drinking, waiting in line, getting bumped, wearing the same striped shirt. How I Met Your Mother, I think, made that joke famous, although I'm sure somebody else thought of it first. But, um, you know, what's the big deal about being in a relationship? It's fine. And I love it. Like when you're my close friend, closest friend, not closest, one of my close friends, Varun, for example, entrepreneur kids, super fun. Like when I got into a relationship, you know, and he's also in one now too, or has been in one forever. But like, he was like, oh shit, it's over. Why? Why are you getting married? And then two months later, dude, she's amazing, man. You got so lucky. It's like, we tend to do this and we tend to give relationships a bad rap. And I think it's fine to do that. But I think in the back of your head, you know that you probably want the company of somebody you probably, you know, are hurting and that's fine that you express it with that meme or anything, but don't glorify that, you know, um, I I know I'm getting a bit serious here and look, relationships will not fix your life. They will not improve your life. You cannot make somebody else happy until you yourself are happy internally. And I highly advise anybody um, who kind of, you know, glorifies how bad relationships are. They're really not that bad. In fact, they're great if you get into them for the right reasons. So if you think relationships are shit, here's something shitty I'm going to tell you, but you need to internalize that and look inwards and see how can you be amazing in a relationship, in a relationship? Uh, how can you make the other person want to be with you? Uh, and yo, you're a prize too, man, or woman or whatever, you know, like you can, everybody struggles with this, but you need to... If you think love and relationships are a bunch of crap, all I can tell you tactically is every day, stay off social media, stop wasting time on Instagram, go to the gym, exercise, eat healthy, take up some hobbies, go to Alliance Francais, learn French, you know, or go to a coffee shop and do your work there, invest your spare cash in building an app or have some hobbies, just have hobbies and stay busy and constantly work on improving yourself and somehow the right person will randomly drop in your life at the time you least expect it and your attitude towards relationships will change. So for sure, those memes are hilarious. I love them. Uh, some of them are just so clever. Um, but this whole negative attitude of relationships are crap. And I love it. There's nothing funnier than like a 19-year-old girl from Indranagar or Banjo just being like, I'll never find a guy. Yeah, shut up. You're 19. Get over it. Do your shit. Work hard. Study. Go study abroad. Meet some dude. Whatever you want to do. But you're going to know when you find that person. And whether you're 20, 30, or 40, um, it's so funny. Like when people meet people after 35 and they like actually find the one a lot later in life, but they literally act within like a day or a month or a year because they know, dude, they know it's not that crap you heard when you were younger. And they know, yes, I'm ready to share my house, share my friends, share my family, share my income, whatever, with somebody who's worth it. So uh, yeah, guys, that was about it for this week's episode of the Birdie Num Num podcast on dating. Hashtag dating in India. We talked about going through your first ever relationship. 
We talked about, you know, Tinder and uh, people who say they're not interested in pill- pulling off that Band-Aid, bandage, Band-Aid, whatever. And we also talked about your negative attitudes towards relationships. And Sharon, stop with the memes, although they are pretty funny and I keep liking them. Like my wife laughs because she's like, why do you like these funny Tinder memes when you're married to me? And I'm like, dude, it's so hilarious, dude. Like, come on. I still got to be in the know for the content, you know, in the digital market space. By the way, I'm jumping on my buddy Rupin's podcast. He's coming over soon. And we're talking about digital content very shortly. So keep those questions coming, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Birdie Num Num podcast. Uh, your messages have been fantastic. I never thought... Uh, I started this podcast out as a hobby and it just keeps growing. And I love that you guys keep listening and keep sending me your thoughts and comments. One final request, please do rate and review on either, you know, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, even the YouTube page for the Birdie Num Num Podcast. You can Google that Birdie Num Num Podcast and you will see the YouTube page where I put out the full video clips of this. So uh, let me know your thoughts and keep those ideas coming. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Birdie num num, birdie num num, a birdie num num. That's right.